Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of September 30, 2018. This week brought more action on the Marrakesh Treaty. Here's the ACB press release distributed on Thursday, September 26. Sharon Lovering, the editor of the ACB Braille Forum and eForum, posted the following article on September 26 on ACB Leadership. This is a press release from ACB and has some mighty fine news in it. It's called ACB Applauds House on Final Passage of Marrakesh Treaty, Washington, September 26, 2018. The American Council of the Blind applauds the U.S. House of Representatives after passage of the Marrakesh Treaty Implementation Act, S-2559, late Tuesday evening. The House vote moves the implementing legislation to the President's desk for signage and the treaty to the State Department for final preparation of the diplomatic papers allowing the U.S. to become one of the official Marrakesh countries committed to the expanded availability of accessible published works from around the world. Quote, We're excited that Congress was able to move Marrakesh over the legislative finish line during its final days of business before leaving for the October recess, said ACB President Kim Charlson. But what is most exciting is that U.S. citizens who are blind or have other print disabilities, will soon be able to have access to special format materials available in other countries in English and other languages, as well as people with all types of print disabilities around the world who will soon be able to gain access to American published works for the first time in any accessible format. The Marrakesh Treaty was the product of years of deliberations between the World Intellectual Property Organization, WIPO, publishers, libraries, and disability rights advocates. The treaty was a response to the grave concerns over the cumbersome international copyright laws that make it difficult to gain access to published works in accessible formats like Braille or audio format. The act, which was brought to the House floor by Representative Bob Goodlett, Chairman of the Judiciary Committee, amends U.S. copyright law necessary for full implementation of the treaty. Hearing no objection, the legislation passed with unanimous consent. Quote, We've had countless numbers of advocates who have helped make this treaty a reality in the United States, said ACB Executive Director Eric Bridges. We wish to thank the U.S. Congress, particularly House Chairman Goodlett, and Senate Foreign Relations Chairman Bob Corker for showing true leadership by shepherding this treaty through the legislative channels. ACB's Tony Stevens and Claire Stanley from our Alexandria, Virginia office are bringing you a new podcast all about our advocacy work. It's available every Tuesday. Check for it in the iTunes Store and in Google Play. Or listen by visiting acbradio.org slash acb-advocacy, A-D-V-O-C-A-C-Y. 
The Kentucky Office for the Blind and Kentucky Office for Vocational Rehabilitation officially merge on Monday, October 1. On page 2, Cora McNabb, who's been the acting director of the Office for the Blind, explains the merger and what will be happening in the new agency. She updates us on services, job openings, the statewide rehabilitation council, and the administrative structure. If you like games and you have an Amazon Echo device, have some fun with us as we explore a new way to discover all types of games that Alexa can play. We also demo My Farm, one of the games we discovered this weekend that is a great way to spend a lot of time having fun with your Echo. And on page 4 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. On the phone with me is Cora McNabb. Cora has been the Acting Executive Director of the Kentucky Office for the Blind for the past couple of years, and the Office for the Blind and the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation are merging as of Monday, October 1. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that merger, about what we all can expect from that merger, and just kind of bringing everybody up to date on what's going on. As you know, if you've been listening to Sound Prince for a while, we talked a lot over the past several months about hearings, public hearings that were held, about progress being made toward merger, about how uh, this could be very helpful to blind people in Kentucky, especially in light of the fact that over the past many years, agencies that we have sometimes referred to as umbrella agencies, have not always served blind people very well. So we're looking forward to some real good positive changes here, and um, we just we welcome you to Soundprints, Cora, and look forward to what you're going to be telling us today. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad to um, be able to talk with you today about the upcoming merger. Cora, I'd like for you to just begin, just tell us the things that you think that we all need to know at this point. Um, we've had a steering committee that's been working with you and with Becky Cabe and the cabinet over the past year or two, and we all now are at this point where I'm sure there's a lot of anxiety on some people's part. On others, they're saying, oh, this is this is going to be good. We've already seen some good changes. So just catch us up to date on what is happening and what we can expect to see in the next few months. Well, I think you um, really summed a lot of it up very well in the statements that you made. But um, there, I think there is some anxiety on some of the staff's part. And, you know, one of the things that, the main concern that I've heard from the staff is they do not want us to lose our identity. And I have said over and over and over to them that when October 1 comes Monday morning, everything will be the same for individuals that call or walk through the doors. We will still be delivering the same level of services that we have for years and I think it is important to stress that we um, began this process a couple years ago. We've worked very closely 
Um, Office for the Blind has worked very closely with our State Rehab Council and the steering committee that was formed. The Office of Vocational Rehabilitation has worked closely with their uh, Rehabilitation Council as well, and we have had, you know, several meetings, and, you know, sometimes we agreed, sometimes we disagreed, but the main, our main goal, and I feel strongly that we accomplished it, was to protect those specialized services for the blind and visually impaired, and I feel like we did that. We have a division of blind services um, in the combined agency. We've actually um, added a blind services branch, and where we used to have Region 1 and Region 2, now we will have three blind services managers, and uh, counselors will continue to be supervised by those blind services managers and deliver those specialized services. Our AT staff will continue to provide um, specialized services specific to the blind and visually impaired. And, you know, uh, our center will continue to deliver those specialized services and blindness skills. So what we set out to do, um, we have done. Yes, it will have a different name. We'll be called the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, but the services are embedded in the combined agency and will continue. Another really positive thing is we've been able to serve uh, in all the individuals on the waiting list, and when we go into the merger October 1, uh, we there will be no one that is on uh, a waiting list for services. Everybody's been contacted, and if they want to come in and um, get their plan developed, then that has happened. So that's a very positive thing. Cora, let me hop in here for just a minute. When you talk about the waiting list, before the merger started moving forward, before the plans started moving forward, the the Office for the Blind was only serving what is called Category 1, people with the most severe disabilities and needing the most services. And that was the case actually until just a few months ago, right? Um, maybe June or July. That it, category one is still there, but but the um, but there was a waiting list for the other categories, and people were there because there wasn't money to serve those others that were on the waiting list. And I, I think I'm correct in saying that because of the merger and because of the anticipated um, in, in the anticipated ability of the state to pull down all of those federal dollars that we've now been able even prior to the merger to begin serving more people than we were serving um, back in even 2017 early 2018 would that be a is is that a correct view of what we've of what has happened? Yes, that is. 
And, you know, we um, both agencies' leadership got together and came up with some some goals um, for the upcoming years, couple of years, next few years, and we tried to keep it very simple because sometimes you bite off so much you don't do anything really well. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things we really, um, you know, would like to do is be able to open up categories under order of selection. So, um, you know, it's not going to happen right away. We're going to proceed slowly and cautiously, make sure we have um, fiscal resources and the staff, And uh, but that is a goal that we have moving forward um, to be able to open up categories. And, and when we talk about opening the categories, that would be to new applicants. Yes, it would. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that that just sounds really good. Um, just also to to clarify, um, there will still be the McDowell Center in Louisville and the um, Perkins Center up in Thelma, Kentucky. And they will continue to do what they do. And um, so uh, sometimes, you know, when you hear rumors get going around, haven't been any for a while, but just to make sure there aren't any, this does not mean that the, the centers are merging. They, um, the McDowell Center is a specific designated part of the new services for um, the, the new division uh, for the blind. Uh, is that called a division? I think yes, it is. It, is. it yes. is a division of blind services. Right, right. And the McDowell Center is part of that. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Now, what about the vending program? Um, the vending program um, is a division as well. So in the new structure of the combined agency, the, the division of Kentucky Business Enterprises will exist just as it is now. And Corey Markham is the division director for Kentucky Business Enterprises, and they've they have really had a lot of exciting things to occur um, this past year. As, as some of, of you all listening may know, they have um, we have taken over the cafeteria at the um, transportation building, and the the other cafeteria um, in our building that I'm actually housed in is under renovation to open. So that's given some of the blind vendors uh, great opportunities here in Frankfurt. So we are hoping to grow that program more in the upcoming years as well. I really hope so. You know, years ago, probably nearly 40 years ago, that program had as many as 80 vendors, and now it's half that size. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but it would sure be nice if that program could expand, uh, you know, at least 25%, 50%. That, that would be a very nice thing to happen because it is an excellent opportunity for employment for blind people, especially those who are interested in working independently, pretty much running their own business, and yet still having the supports of the Business Enterprise Program. Yes, and I know Corey has um, been working with the Kentucky School for the Blind on 
uh, a project to recruit um, younger students as well. So he has some plans um, in in mind on how to recruit uh, new new blood into that program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, this is just all exciting. Now, there's a lot of um, speculation or talk about uh, the personnel. There's a lot of open positions. Uh, Steve Dealey just retired at the end of July out at the rehab center at the McDowell Center. Um, there's been, I think, some new counselors that have been hired uh, and other positions that are open. So can you tell us about the positions, what's available, what's uh, sort of what's, what's happening in that, in that personnel area? Yes, um, we will be, there'll be around 11 positions that are posted um, after October 1 that um, it, there's actually more than that across both agencies, but of those 11, I believe nine are newly established positions. Like I said, we'll be adding a blind services VR manager. Um, there'll be a division director for the blind services division. There'll be um, Steve Dealey's position, the facility managerial post, and then there are several other VR manager positions across the state that um, you will see, as well as some VR counselors. And I'll make sure that when those go out, we send them out to the listserv so you all can share those. Some will be merit positions, some will be non-merit positions. Okay. That would be great. And, of course, with the combined agency, there will be one director for both of them. So um, can you tell us about that? Well, I'm really excited and honored to tell you that I'll be the um, executive director of the combined agency. So uh, I'm looking forward in the upcoming year to us you know, um, as we move forward and work out the kinks and bumps in the road, which we know there will be some. Whenever you do a merger of this size, you always have things that you have to work out. But I will be the, the new executive director for the combined agency. That is absolutely great news from the um from the OFB side, it, it's good news for OVR, too, because you've been such a good director over Office for the Blind, and they are very fortunate to be able to be part of this. Um, but for anyone who felt that, okay, so we'll do all this work, and then we'll merge, and then somebody will come in that doesn't know anything about blindness, and therefore all of this will sort of just wash down the tubes, that is certainly not going to happen here. And um, this gives us a great opportunity to get this all off to a very good start. And Cora, we really congratulate you on that. I, um, I hope you can be as happy about that as we are. Oh, well, I am. And like I said, I'm honored um, to be able to do that. And Becky Cabe, um, who's the acting executive director right now for mm -hmm. Office of Oak Rehab and who mm -hmm. came from Office for the Blind, um, will um, be there as well to to um, 
for us to continue working together oh, good. as a team. So she's going to continue with them. Is she going to be the, or do we know if she's going to well, be their division director? We, uh, she is um, going to, she'll revert back to her assistant director position okay. right now mm -hmm. um, in, office, in the blind services division, and mm -hmm. then we will probably look at where she best fits over the next month and mm -hmm. where to put her. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. That, that's just good all around because she has been, she's just been a really, really good person to work with and and um, she just gets things done but not a flamboyant person just just really good solid support um, when she was in the office for the blind I mean you, you just you knew exactly where she was on things and she she just worked to get to get everything happening smoothly and and uh, you and she together uh, as the acting directors of both of those agencies have just done a, a great job. So this is this is all good news. Um, one other thing that we might want to touch on is the Rehab Council for the combined agency. The old Rehab Councils are now no more. So catch us up on, on the, the new Rehab Council. It has a slightly different name. Uh, from at least from our side, from the side of what was the statewide rehabilitation council for OFB, so um, catch us up on that a bit. Well, what happens um, is that um, the legal services in the cabinet would do in order to abolish both councils and then to establish a new council and that we've had staff that have been working on that process for a couple of months and then we took um, applications for the new council and one thing that we've established in the new council is there will be a blind services division committee and so um, the new um, order to establish a new council has been submitted and then we have applications that were received for the new council and they have been sent so we just have to wait for the governor to make those appointments to the council so right now that's like airplanes waiting to land at an airport we're in, we're in a right. holding pattern <laughs> yes <laughs> and it'll move forward as soon as the appointments get done so do we know who the staff person for the council is going to be yet um, no, we have not um, have not determined that yet. Okay. So, but I'm sure we'll be making that decision in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Well, this just all sounds really good. We uh, we're really excited about the possibilities and the opportunities. Um, oh, there is one other area that we haven't touched on. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but I might not. Um, the the other uh, one other area that affects a lot of people especially those who are in the elderly category or those who are just losing their vision is the um, independent living services that were provided under the office for the blind i don't think that uh, vocational rehabilitation had something that was exactly like that can you tell us how that will happen in the new umbrella agency sure the um, 
older blind independent living program will sit in the division of blind services and it will have a branch manager mm-hmm. and um, I can share a real exciting bit of news about the older blind independent living program for the first time ever in 2018 program year they served individuals in all 120 counties in the state oh my uh, so, I mean, and that is a huge accomplishment given there are eight employees that right. covered the whole state. Just a handful of people. Yeah. yeah. So that is a, that of course is a, a grant that we, you know, award that we get through the Rehabilitation Services Administration. And it is specific to serving individuals that are um, blind and visually impaired. And so that program will continue to operate in the same manner that it has. Okay. All right. And now they've set the bar really high for themselves. They certainly have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, KCB gets a lot of phone calls uh, from people who are just losing their vision, especially uh, it's, it's expanded a lot since we started holding low vision support groups both in Louisville and via conference call and I often on those calls when people call and say you know I'm just losing my vision what what do I do is what is out there for me and almost all of them with almost all of that type of call uh, one of the first things I do is give them a phone number for a uh, an independent living person because in in almost every case they really do need someone to come visit uh, a time or two and help them figure out just how to be a little more independent in their home the things that we take for granted I mean to me what's the big deal about dialing a phone or or okay so I'll just get out my scotch tape or something and mark my microwave but for a person who's just losing their vision it's it's just not they, they just can't seem to make that easy jump into how can I continue to live independently. And, you know, sometimes they can do that and sometimes they can't. And uh, those, those independent living workers certainly do help uh, many, many people. And um, it, it's not, it's, it, no one thing out there is a cure-all, end-all to to get that job done but it, they're they're a critical piece of that whole of that whole effort and just a vitally important part of the program it what would be great is if it had a little more money but you know that's a specific pot of money and they they don't draw from the other rehabilitation money am i correct on no that? they yeah. cannot yeah. and so um, my hope is that through the you know becoming a combined agency we will have some availability to some other pots of money. I don't want to count right. our chickens before they hatch. That's right. Say, <laughs> but um, that's something that we're hoping for uh, to um, look into and strengthen the program. Yes. Well, Cora, thank you so much. Congratulations on being the new executive director of the combined Office of Vocational Rehabilitation. And we are really looking forward to hearing some good things from the agency in the future. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. 
Page three. Adam and I love to play games, and we play games almost every day, especially trivia games with our Echo. We play Jeopardy, both the regular Jeopardy and the Teen Jeopardy, and we also play uh, Volley Daily Trivia, Volley Family Trivia, uh, National Geographic Geo Quiz, and a number of others. We've recently discovered wordplay, which we demoed here on Soundprints a couple of weeks ago. And I've gotten into math games this weekend, mainly because of a new feature on the Echo, or at least new to me. So I thought I would demo that uh, today as far as the feature on finding games. And then we're going to try a brand new game that we discovered just yesterday. So... First of all, let's look at how you can now discover new games on your Echo. A couple of weeks ago, in an announcement from Amazon, I found a feature that just lets me ask the A lady to play a game. And she will list categories of games and then let you pick from a category and, uh, and find some hopefully new games. So let's try it out. Alexa, play a game. Sure, I love games. I recommend a popular game called Trivia Quiz for Manchester City. Do you want to try it or pick a game category? Let's see. I'm going to get her to be it. Memorize the color order. Would you like to try it? Yes. Great. Here's Color Game. Welcome to Color Game. Let's test your memory. What mode do you want to play? Easy, medium, hard, reversed or extreme? Medium. Game change to medium. Repeat after me. Red. Red. Red, yellow. Red, yellow. Red, yellow, blue. Red, yellow, blue. Red, yellow, blue, red. Red, yellow, blue, red. Red, yellow, blue, red, green. Red, yellow, blue, red, green. Red, yellow, blue, red, green, yellow. Red, yellow, blue, red, green, yellow. Good job. You won in 33.6 seconds. All right. So that was a game I had never played before. And, actually, what I, I didn't know existed. So let's see if we can find out what some of the categories are. Alexa, play a game. Sure. Games. Would you like to try animal letters, or would you like to pick a game category? Pick a game category. Would you like geography games, puzzle games, mystery games, or hear more categories? Hear more categories. Do you want to hear memory games, game show games, music games, or hear more categories? More categories. Do you want to hear trivia games, guessing games, funny games, or hear more categories? More categories. Do you want to hear TV and movie games, top games, kids games, role-playing games, classic games, or other categories? Other categories. Do you want to hear party games? 
sports games, choose your own story games, educational games, family games, or other categories. Other categories. How about multiplayer games, adventure games or echo button games or hear more categories? More categories. Would you like word games, animal games, math games or hear more categories? Animal games. Okay, animal games. How about baby shark? Sing and dance along with the baby shark. Want to try it? No. Do you want to try animal game? Think of an animal and animal game will try to guess it by asking you questions. No. I've got one called Pikachu Talk. Talk to Pikachu about anything. You are sure to hear all sorts of wonderful and charming responses. Pikachu sings, tells a story and chats with you. Would you like to try it? No. I've got one called Panda Rescue. In this educational adventure game, rescue a baby panda and care for it before you release it back into the wild. Would you like to try it? No. I've got one called Animal Workout. Become different animals by trying some fun activities. Great for exercise and family fun. Would you like to try it? No. Do you want to try my farm? Run your own farm and compete with others to see who can become the richest farmer. We're going to come back and we're going to play this game in a minute. No. Okay, she stopped. My Farm is a game that we found in just this way. We were going through the categories and listening to the different games. And oftentimes, games are in more than one category. For example, you might find a song quiz in the music games, but also you'll find it in the multiplayer game category. So games appear more than once, but it gives you a chance to find some wonderful uh, new games, and you can stay busy for hours. Alexa has thousands and thousands of games. Um, you can really see more of them if you go to the Alexa app and uh, and, and look in the all skills uh, area. This is a good way to find new things, too. We're going to try out my farm today. A few years ago, there was a game on the computer called Farmville, and I don't remember where we found Farmville, uh, but many of you probably do know. You may have played it. But Farmville wasn't very accessible. You could play some of it. You could see some of the things with speech, but you really couldn't see all of the things that you could do with it. And um, there's a lot of other apps and games that are like it. You start out with a small area and you build your farm and you buy things and um, raise your garden and sell your produce and do all kinds of things, kind of a virtual reality. And, of course, that's a big deal today. There's all kinds of those things out there. But many of them aren't very accessible. Well, we found my farm yesterday here on the Echo. And, of course, because there's no screen on the Echo, this is totally accessible for a blind person to play. And Adam and I started playing it, and uh, 
it's pretty repetitive in a lot of ways, but it's also a lot of fun because um, you start out by just having one chicken, one worker, and you have to feed the chickens and go to the market and sell the eggs and get money for more chickens so you can collect eggs quicker and go sell your eggs and get more coins. And then you wind up doing things like buying pigs and buying cows and you have all kinds of things that you can um, collect or buy and sell and so your farm can grow. Uh, I'm going to demonstrate that. I don't know what will come up when I ask Alexa to play the game because I've discovered that it's always changing and that it never starts exactly the same way. Our game is in progress. At this point I will tell you that when we get into the game we will do an inventory to see what all we have uh, but we started out with um, with having just the one chicken and when we um, we had three chickens but we wanted to get the fourth chicken it wouldn't let us get the fourth chicken until we built our chicken coop so we had to collect the money in order to be able to purchase the chicken coop so um, and we'll find out where we are right now and then we'll play just a little bit for you to see how the game works so Alexa play my farm hi there it's Emily I've heard there are new animals for sale at the market. Hooray! Here's a hint. They sound like this. Ba, ba, quack, quack. That's pretty silly of me. What do you want to do on your farm? Check the inventory. You currently have one worker named Emily, eight chickens, nine eggs, one pig, 17 coins, a tiny chicken house. What do you want to do next? Feed the chickens. Okay, I'll go feed the chickens. Come back to collect the eggs after That's 10 Emily. seconds. What next? Find my cat in the kitchen. You look in the kitchen, but you don't find Bud anywhere. What next? <clears throat> my cat is named Bud. It lets you name your cat. And I once had a wonderful big old cat named Bud. He was just fabulous. So Bud is now in my game. Find my cat in the Your barn. Cat wandered off somewhere. Where do you want to look? Please say look for my cat in the front porch, kitchen, chicken coop, barn, pigsty, <clears throat> field, horse track, or duck pond. Look for my cat in the chicken coop. You look in the chicken coop, but you don't find Bud anywhere. Oh, good. What next? Collect the Sorry, eggs. Saying yes doesn't help right now. What do you want to do next? Collect the eggs. Great. I'll collect the eggs. I found eight eggs. You now have 17 eggs total. Congratulations. You have enough eggs to sell them. You should go to the market. What do you want to do? Feed the chickens. Okay. I'll go feed the chickens. Come back to collect the eggs after 10 seconds. What next? Collect the eggs. Great. I'll collect the eggs. I found eight eggs. You now have 25 eggs total. Congratulations. You have enough eggs to sell them. 
You should go to the market. What do you want to do? Go to the market. Welcome to the market. New animals for sale. Ducks and sheep. Get your ducks and sheep. What do you want to do? Sell eggs. Okay, mate. I'll pay you 20 coins for a dozen eggs. Splendid. What else can I help you with? Inventory. You currently have one worker named Emily, eight chickens, 13 eggs, one pig, 37 coins, a tiny chicken house. What do you want to do next? Sell eggs. Okay, mate. I'll pay you 20 coins for a dozen eggs. Splendid. What else can I help you with? Okay. Let's see how much the other animals are. We probably don't have enough money to buy one. But let's check it out. Buy a duck? Sorry, I didn't understand. You are at the market. What do you want to do next? Buy a duck? You need at least 200 coins. These ducks aren't your average duck. Come back soon before <laughs> they fly away. What do you want to do next? Buy a sheep. You need at least 500 coins. These are rare sheep. Come back soon. I may still be willing to sell. What do you want to do next? Buy a cow. You need at least 300 coins. Earn some more money and come back later. What do you want to do next? Okay. Go back to the farm. Welcome back to your farm. What can I do for you? Feed the pig. Feeding the pigs. This will take 30 seconds. Your pig is about 25 pounds. What next? When I bought the pig and fed it the first time, it weighed 5 pounds. So each time you feed it, it gains 10 pounds. We fed it three times. So it weighed 5, 15, and 25 pounds. So let's... Hang um, on. I'm still busy. What do you want to do to pass the time? Find my cat in the duck pond. Sorry, I didn't get that. Can you please repeat where you want to look for your cat? Find my cat in the duck pond. You looked in the duck pond for Bud, but your cat was not there. You can hear a purring noise nearby, though, so you must be close. What next? Okay, we could continue to look for the cat. We can feed the chickens. We can feed the pig. And um, okay, I'll we go can feed the chickens. Come back to collect the eggs after ten seconds. And what each next? time we get a dozen eggs, we can either go to the market and sell them, or we can continue to collect more um, eggs and then go to the market and sell a lot of them at one time. So uh, let's welcome to the market: chickens, ducks, sheep, pigs, and cows for sale. What do you want to do? Let's buy a chicken. Sorry, you need to build a small chicken house to hold more chickens, and it will cost you 100 coins. You need more money to build one. Oops. We what better go back and get next? some. Go back to the farm. Welcome back to your farm. What can I do for you? Okay, let's take an inventory. Check the inventory. You currently have one worker named Emily, eight chickens, one egg, one pig, 57 coins, a tiny chicken house. 
What do you want to do next? So we can get 20 coins for each dozen eggs we sell, and we need 100 coins to build the chicken house. So we're going to have to get uh, 43 more coins in order to be able to um, build the small chicken house. Now when we find our cat, he will have a coin by him as well. So we can get an extra coin here and there if we happen to find Bud. So let's uh, get a couple more. Uh, let, let's get enough eggs to Sorry, go get I our chicken understand. house. And then we'll stop. So, Emily. Sorry, I didn't understand. Emily, feed the chickens. Okay, I'll go feed the chickens. Come back to collect the eggs after 10 seconds. What next? Look for the cat on the front porch. You look in the front porch, but you don't find Bud anywhere. What next? Collect the eggs. Great. I'll collect the eggs. I found eight eggs. You now have nine eggs total. All what right. do you want to do? Feed the chickens. Okay. I'll go feed the chickens. Come back to collect the eggs after ten seconds. What next? All right. This will give us 17. Collect the eggs. Sorry, you don't have any sheep. What do you want to oh. do? Collect the eggs. Sorry, you don't have any sheep. What do you want to do? Okay. Look for Bud in the... Your cat uh, wandered off somewhere. Where let's do you see, want where to do look? we want to look? Let's Please look say in the... look for my cat in the front porch. Yes. Kitchen, chicken coop, barn, pigsty, field, horse track, or duck pond. Look for the cat in the field. Meow. You found your cat in the field. Next to your cat, you find a coin. You now have 58 coins. Your cat ran off. What next? Collect the eggs. Great. I'll collect the eggs. I found eight eggs. You now have 17 eggs total. All right. We need to do this one more time. You have enough eggs to sell them. You should go to the market. What do you want to do? Feed the chickens. Okay, I'll go feed the chickens. Come back to collect the eggs after 10 seconds. What next? Look for Bud on the front porch. Meow. There he is. Good. We you get another coin. You found in the front porch. Next to your cat, you find a coin. You now have 59 coins. Your cat ran off. What next? Collect the eggs. Great. I'll collect the eggs. I found eight eggs. You now have 25 eggs total. Okay. Congratulations. That would give us... You have enough eggs to sell them. Yeah, that would give us 98. We what need do want to do? a couple more coins. Let's just do... Let's just feed the chickens one more time. Feed the chicken. Okay. I'll go feed the chickens. Come back to collect the eggs after 10 seconds. What next? Collect the eggs. Great. I'll collect the eggs. I found eight eggs. You now have 33 eggs total. Congratulations. You okay. have enough eggs to sell them. You should go to the market. What do you want to do? Okay. Now, we can either decide if we want to build a small chicken house and purchase more chickens. That's probably what we'll do. Because if we can get up to 12 chickens, then you can see that we can purchase that we can get the eggs quickly 
a dozen eggs each time we feed the chickens. It takes less time to accumulate the eggs and we'll be able to buy other animals a lot quicker. So that will probably be the plan. Feeding the pigs. This will take 30 seconds. Your pig is about 35 pounds. What next? Okay. Alexa, Sorry. stop. See? So See that game will just go on forever and ever. It's kind of like wordplay that we tried a couple of weeks ago. We are now up to about 245 words on wordplay, and um, it just keeps going. I mean, it will never end. Uh, this game is the same way. It'll just keep expanding and expanding. Games are a lot of fun. Hope that you try them out with your Echo. If you find games that you think are fun, please give us a call or send us an email and let us know. You can call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598 or you can send us an email at kcb, Kentucky Council of the Blind, kcb at Kentucky, spelled out, dash acb.org that's kcb at kentucky-acb.org and tell us about the games that you find maybe we can demo them on sound prints another day hope you've enjoyed it and hope you'll try out some games and have a lot of fun page four the sound prints calendar on October 2, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have a conference call, including a support group meeting for individuals statewide. It will be at 8 p.m., and it will be on a new conference number. That number is 669-900-6833, and the code is 3572-595-193. On October 4, the KCB Convention Planning Committee will meet at 7 p.m. at 669-900-6833, code 3572-595-193. Also on October 4, the American Council of Blind Lions will have its monthly conference call meeting for lions from around the country. This is an excellent chance to share ideas on how to be involved in local clubs and to get involved in ACB Lions. The call is at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and the number is 712-432-3900. The code is 796096. On October 5, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a roundabout including education and technology with iPhones, Orbit readers and more. Discussion time from 5 to 6. Dinner 6 to 7, $6 per person. Bingo $2 per person, 7 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. You need to sign up. Call 502 895 4598. October 7, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its committee meetings. The Advocacy Committee will meet at 7 p.m. and the Education, Activities, and Technology EAT Committee will meet at 8 p.m. on the conference line at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. October 8 is the KCB Next Generation Nationwide Conference Call, 8.30 p.m. by phone, ACB members and individuals under the age of 40 are invited to join this nationwide conference call 
to explore the possibility of organizing a national special interest affiliate within ACB. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. For more questions, contact Amanda Selm at 502-750-1774 or email her at alsmoot, S-M-O-O-T-87, at gmail.com. On October 9, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its monthly meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky. For more information, contact Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. On October 10, Northern Kentucky Council will have its conference call meeting at 7 p.m. by phone 605-475-4700, enter code 155619. For more information, call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. On October 10, the KCBPR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. by phone 669-900-6833, enter code 3572-595-1193. On October 11, Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its in-person Low Vision Support Group from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information, call 502-895-4598. October 12 is a Savvy Workshop to be announced from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. On October 12, the GLCB Roundabout will include education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion from 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, and games and other activities from 7 until 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On October 13, GLCB will have its board meeting for the month at 11 a.m. by phone at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On October 14, KCB Next Generation will have its chapter meeting at 8 p.m. by telephone. 669-900-6833, enter code 3572-595-193. On October 14, ACB Families will have its next meeting and informational conference call at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 712-432-3900, enter code 796096. On October 15, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its monthly board meeting at 7.30 p.m. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On October 19, GLCB will have a roundabout education and technology from 3.30 to 5. Discussion time including cooking activities from 5 to 6. 
Dinner is 6 to 7, $6 per person, and games and crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. October 20, Savvy will have a booth at the Special Needs Expo in Owensboro, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Stop by their booth at the Owensboro Christian Church to learn more about visual impairment and savvy. October 20 is a Halloween mask making workshop at the American Printing House for the Blind. 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Use tactile materials to make scary and friendly Halloween masks and headdresses. Free, but registration is required. Ages 6 and up. Call 502-899-2213 to sign up. October 21, the KSB alumni will have its monthly board meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. October 22 is a meeting of the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. October 24 is the Bluegrass Council Peer Support Group for October. Noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office in Lexington. Call 859-259-1834 for information. October 25, Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Support Group, 1.30 to 3.30 p.m., in Louisville at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Call 502-895-4598 for more information. October 26 is a Savvy Workshop to be announced, 10 a.m. to noon Central at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.